Hello everyone, and welcome to the Frozen Tundra Dynasty Podcast. Sorry, I'll be a little bit quieter here. My name's Austin Coombs, and with me as always is my co-host, Jacob Sanderson. What's up, Bisons? We are coming to you live from Quest Field. Actually, I think it's now called CenturyLink Field. Yeah, it's CenturyLink. Uh, the Rams are currently driving uh, with 2 minutes and 12 seconds left, and I, I have the Seahawks uh, minus 1.5 in this game, um, which, oh my god, Jared Goff's terrible. Did you just throw a pick? I think, is that just caught? No, oh, they're it. Anyway, um, the Seahawks are up by 1, which is not 1.5, and that's unfortunate for me. Yeah, so... Uh, Today is October 3rd. Uh, it is week 5 of the NFL season. We're already in week 5. Um, we're coming to you live from Jacob's basement, like always. Um, oh, I think that this. was an interception. He 100% wow. caught this. We are a day behind on f- recording. Oh my God. Wednesdays was busy for us. But we're, he caught uh, this ball. We're live watching the Thursday night football game between the Los Angeles Rams and... I never had the... That's a catch! And the Seattle Highlighters, I think they renamed themselves. <laughs> These are the best jerseys in football. I agree with that. And if you disagree with us, you can fight us. I will 100% be buying one of these by the end of the season. Um, yeah, no, for real. I think they're uh, now sponsored by Staples. He caught it? Yeah. This Pete Carroll, he play. caught it. Pete that's Carroll's literally comments. the best interception. If you guys have check it out. You can find this video probably on Twitter. Um, this is wow. absolutely unbelievable play. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Jared Goff's the worst. Right? Jared Goff's not a good quarterback. Yeah, Sid, trade him to me. When trade you listen me. to this, Sid, you're asleep. Right I have now. a pending transaction for you. Yeah, please trade him to one of us. But uh, yeah, no, um, week five's upon us. It was a very interesting week last week. A lot of surprising performances by. Actually, I think it's just Jared Everett sucking at football. I don't think that's Goff's fault. Yeah, he already's got his hands in his head in his hands. But uh, yeah, last week was an interesting week of football. Um, I think this week's already going to be a lot of the same, considering the Rams have tight ends. I didn't know that, and they're yeah. throwing to them. It's uh, pretty irritating. Um, I drafted Gerald Everett in the 21st round. Um, and, uh, Is he still on your roster? He's not on my roster. I don't think he's on our roster. Um, we're looking forward to the midway part of the season when we can talk about our draft. Uh, we looked back. There's some interesting picks in there. Definitely excited to share those with you guys in the upcoming weeks. Um, so we're going to start off here. Uh, we're going to talk about our quick question of the day. So uh, with four weeks done, I'm going into week five. Uh, Jacob, we're going to talk a bit about a few things. Um, let's start with your fantasy MVP. Who is it that has really stu- stood out to you as um, somebody that you wish you had in every single league you were in? Well, that is a great question. Um, I think in terms of fantasy MVPs this year, um, I'm going to categorize this as a group of people, actually. Uh, I'm going to say everyone who waited at tight end this year uh, was a fantasy MVP. Um, O.J. Howard, bust. Oh, gross. Um, massive bust. Hunter Henry, hurt. Um, George Kittle has been a bit disappointing. I actually think he's a really good by-low candidate, but at this point he's been disappointing. Kelsey hasn't even really let the world on fire. Ertz has been disappointing. And Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Will Disley, um, three dudes that you could have either gotten at the very end of your draft or for free off the waiver wire. All are top five tight ends right now. So uh, three co-MVPs in that, but really the MVP is any folks who waited on tight end because you're living the best life right now. Um, My personal fantasy MVP right now, uh, it really breaks my heart because I just traded him away in Jacob's League, uh, and that has to be Cooper Cup. Um, I know coming off the torn ACL, people were definitely worried about his production. 
um, and how he would fit back in. I mean, Rams have three great weapons at wide receiver, as well as, of course, Todd Gurley. Two and, and a half, Brandon I mean, Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Oh, have, I don't know. Team IR might be picking up another member. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Cooper Cup has been producing, even now in the game we're watching, Cooper Cup is destroying it. Uh, you Earlier tonight, we had Jacob perform seven, exactly seven fist pumps at a Cooper Cup touchdown I did. to celebrate his uh, points in his other league. But I think Cooper Cup's been lighting the world on the fire. On fire. I know Tom texted us tonight, and he figures he's going to finish as a top three, top four wide receiver, wide receiver rest of season. And honestly, I can believe it. I can see that happening here. Um, and so, yeah, Cooper Cup is my fantasy MVP. Um, second part of this, uh, Jacob, let's talk about minds change. Who's someone you were really high on that now you are really low, whose name is not O.J. Howard? Yeah, well, that's probably one of the obvious ones, I think, for sure. Um, but beyond O.J. Howard, um, sorry, I'm currently being distracted by work items, so um, I'm going to try and avoid that. Um, but beyond O.J. Howard, who I think is probably the biggest disappointment, not only on my team, but I think one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy generally, um, I think a guy that I've really been disappointed by or who my mind has changed by a lot this year has been another guy that is on my football team, which has been Odell. Um, one awesome slant play that allowed me to beat Tom in Week 2, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, but things look a little scary right now. Um, their offensive line has been damaged. And I think what's probably been the most terrifying was actually last game, where Brown's offense looked awesome, um, and Odell just wasn't a part of it. Um, and I think that's that's going to be probably scary going forward. Is when if, if you see an offense that's been struggling and they actually start clicking, and all of a sudden your best player just isn't a part of that, um, that's a little bit concerning to me going forward. Um, so I'm interested to see if Baker and Odell can establish that chemistry because I had him ranked as my number one overall dynasty pick going into the dynasty draft. I was super stoked to get him at fifth overall, and um, at this point I'm, I'm starting to have concerns. Yeah, um, my person who's really dropped, uh, on my opinion, uh, I'm going to ignore Antonio Brown um, because that just depressed me. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's... Um, uh, just the Pittsburgh Steelers in general, both James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. Um, Juju specifically, uh, he's just not getting... He doesn't have quite that connection uh, with Rudolph that I was hoping for. You know, he obviously had that with Big Ben, but Ben's out for the year. Even if he does come back, he's got, what, maybe, maybe two seasons in him? And that's being generous. And so it, it definitely worries me because um, he just doesn't look like he's on the same page as Mason Rudolph. He got bailed out on a... Was it 78-yard touchdown last weekend, something like that? Yeah. He had a total of 80, 83 yards, and he get bailed on one play. Like That leaves me a lot of hesitation there. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely someone that I was very high on coming into the season that I'm now definitely worried about. And so, uh, Jacob, what about a mind change that you think is going to go low? Uh, or someone that's, that's yeah, sorry, that's somebody that's going up. Well, I'm actually going to pick someone. Now, it would be obvious to pick a lot of the totally off-the-wall picks, or especially someone that's filled in due to injury. Um, but I'm going to go with a guy who I think is actually a little bit of a buy-low right now, who I think the roles impressed me more. He's a guy that I wasn't drafting anywhere, except that he was pretty much gifted to me in my own league. Um, and he's a guy that I think uh, everyone should be aggressively trying to get right now. Um, and that's Royce Freeman. Um, I thought it was going to be more of a 60-40 split in that Denver backfield, and I thought even if it inched up to a 50-50, 
Royce would be getting exclusively early down work, goal line work, but not receiving work, which is the kind of running back I don't like to target. Um, this has been really, really impressive where he's actually getting run more pass routes than Lindsay. He's getting more targets than Lindsay, and he's getting a lot of the goal line work. He just hasn't been able to pay it off the touchdown yet. Um, and so I, I think he's someone where, especially if that Denver offense um, is able to continue to improve, um, he's a guy that I think you're going to want to attach yourself to because it has the top 24 upside rest of the season. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick uh, and a really gross pick. Really, nobody nobody really wants him. But when the points are coming, the points are coming, and really, you can't complain at that point. And so, um, I definitely see where you're going there. Um, my pick again, another gross pick, um, Ronald Jones. Like, if you had Ronald Jones on your roster yeah. at the beginning of the season, you probably felt really icky about it. If he was a running back, that's you actually wanted one. to start. Um, but at the end of the day, Bruce Arians' system has always been friendly to running backs. It always produces an RB1. It was just about figuring out which one is which. And, I mean, I don't know if you've actually watched a Bucks game. They look good, really good, really bad at the same time. Like, they look like if I went out and played in the NFL, but was still kind of athletic. <laughs> like, I used to be athletic. That's a known fact by most people. Um, and I still kind of got it, but I also probably could play running back as well as Ronald Jones. <laughs> yeah, but probably. Bruce Arians is a wizard. He's extremely good at what he does. And so with all that being said, um, yeah, I think Ronald Jones great oh, pick. What, what are you doing? What is happening what? here? Russell Why? Wilson just lost five yards on no, the worst no, no. play decision he, uh, of all time. He decided to pitch it back to Tyler Lockett. That's minus eight rushing yards for that, me. Uh, so if I lose my game in my league by less than point eight, I'm going to absolutely <laughs> lose my mind. That was the most... That was the stupidest play I've ever seen in my life. Like, a good concept. Great what job by the, the Rams holding him there. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. This is really bad podcasting, but Sorry, for anyone but... that knows the result of this later, that was a bad play. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the Seahawks hold on and win that. Um, yeah, so those are our minds change parts. So we're going to now move on to our weekly recap. Uh, honorable mention, by the way. Sony oh. Michelle sucks. Ugh. That makes me sad. Sony Michelle had such high promise. Such, such high promise. Um, yeah, so we're going to go back here. We're going to flash back now to week four. Yeah. Uh, and the week that was very, like I said earlier, very weird week. Um, shout out to Courtney for getting best manager and shout and winning her week. And shout out to Adam for getting worst manager and still winning his week. So uh, we're going to walk through a few different things here. Uh, we're going to walk through the games here again. Um, we're going to start with, I think, what could have been the game of the week, which was the Toilet Bowl game of yeah. Jacob Sanderson versus Brad yeah. Anderson. I think Jacob posted the lowest score of the season. If anyone beats it for the rest of the year, that would really be an accomplishment. Yeah, scoring a whopping 74.42 points against Brad Henderson's 95.58. Neither team hitting 100 points, which in a league this deep with this many positions, you just think it's got to happen. Right. So yeah, it was. I'm gonna run through how just sad it was. So I started. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan was actually perfectly fine, uh, but Marlon Mack, who got injured in the second quarter and got in really negative game script, um, Rex Burkhead because I had uh, Le'Veon Bell and Tevin Coleman out on bye week, and, and Burkhead played hurt, and that was really bad. He's looked good the last few weeks. He so. got one touch in that game. Uh, Julio Jones. Like was gave I think something like a four for fifty two kind of performance that was pretty upsetting, especially given what Muhammad Sanu did. But uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, Odell. I'm gonna get back to Odell. Also, more Gerald Everett. Holy fuck! Uh, yeah, Go pick up Gerald Odell Everett thing. on the waiver. 
if you really want to, because he's gotten every pass. Um, you played OJ, OJ Howard, Howard, which just yeah, he OJ Howarded. McCall Hardman had point nine fantasy points after I benched him two weeks in a row while he put up RB two numbers. So Ooh. That's great. And then uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, the feature of last week's water bet, did uh, nothing. Update: um, I won that water bet. Uh, yeah, but uh, and then uh, of course Mike Williams was a surprise scratch. So. Um, who the hell did I even put in that spot? Oh, Kenny Galladay actually was awesome. Yeah, yeah thanks to Kenny and Galladay. And then um, to round out your roster here, you played Andy Dalton at quarterback yeah. in one of the best, and we'll get to that, the best and worst Monday Night Football games we've ever seen. He's so great. And you played the Green Bay Packers. Again, the Packers scored minus one point. So actually took away point from me. You would have been better off leaving it open. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, uh, yeah, to score 74 points is almost more impressive than the actual feat of doing it. Um <laughs> Yeah, and Hendo, you you won that week. I don't really think you deserved that win. It was actually a fun fact. So Brad Henderson and I played each other in both of uh, of the main leagues that Austin and I invested in, my league and Austin's league. And in my league, I won with the top score of the week and beat Brad, who had the second highest score of the week. And then, yes, Cooper Cup. And then in this league... Um, I finished with the lowest score of the week, and Brad beat me with the second lowest score of the week. So, all in all, it balanced out. Yeah, and so uh, you're both terrible at fantasy football is what I've taken out of this, or you're really good. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the first matchup of the week. Uh, we'll next go on to uh, the game between uh, the Kyler Instincts and Daniel Jones is the GOAT. Um, I, think we need to put go? some, I think we need to put some respect on Marty's name. Marty's, you know ca- Marty's turned it around. He's turned it around. Uh, you know what? 147 points is a pretty decent performance for my team. Um, I'm not going to complain about that, but Marty, 175 points. I think that had him as the third highest scoring um, offense. No, he was the second highest scoring on the week. Um, he would have beat everyone but one. Uh, and that 175 points, Daniel Jones wasn't as good as he was week one. Patrick Mahomes didn't really do a lot. But we've got to feature my tilts of the week. Uh, my tilt of the week. Uh, his name is A.J. Brown. For all of you that don't know, which is most yeah. of you, A.J. Brown is a first-year wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He caught three passes. Uh, he caught three passes for 94 yards and two touchdowns. Do you have any idea how tilting it is when a no, when a relative nobody, I mean, he's a rookie. He's two touchdowns and 99 gets, yards on three targets? Yeah. Like, he played... Something like 25% of his team snaps or less, and that was his line. And to go up to him and have him drop almost 25 points on your team in a game that you lose by about oh, 25 Gerald points. Gerald oh, he fumbled the ball. the ball. He fumbled the ball. Is he down? No, I don't think so. So you all listening to this will know whether or not he was down, but you can see oh, us he's saying about it in real time. The rest he's is saying down. he's down. Replay shows he's down. He's down. down. He's down. So the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Marty with his 175 points, uh, he's definitely going to get a little bit of that reflected in the power rankings, but really, right now, um, my team needs to step it up. Kyler Murray is running for his life. If you are the Cardinals GM and for some reason you're watching this, get yourself some O-line help, please, like now, because yeah. I can't watch a Cardinals game anymore watching them run around like crazy. Well, that's actually a trend. Uh, his A dot was 10.2 in week one, average depth of target, for those who don't know, um, which was one of the best in the league, and all of a sudden it's been down in the fives the last two weeks. The Cardinals are uh, looking less and less fun without an offensive line. So, yeah. Trade for Trent Williams. 
yeah, honestly, if they can pick up their offensive line, that looks like a great offense to invest in. But, uh, yeah, definitely leaving me some concerns. Chris Carson, uh, I changed his name to Dude, Where's My Carson? And he showed up. And in this game tonight, he has shown up. Almost and dropped so, a touchdown. Uh, yeah, he almost dropped a touchdown. And if you go back and watch that one, that one's also hilarious. Um, yeah, but Sammy Watkins didn't show up against in a wild game against Detroit where there's fumbles galore. Um, he also fumbled, but had a decent game. Michael Thomas had a really good game, all things considered. Uh, Ingram, not that great. Paris Campbell, not that great. Um, DK Metcalf went one for six. Um, but yeah, um, can't complain too much. Deontay Johnson looks like a steal right now. He's looking like great, great. He's the opposite of Juju there. He's really connected with Mason Rudolph. Uh, they spent all summer practicing together, and so I'm really happy about that. Um, and, yeah, I played the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, which we will get to in a second of how great they are. Actually, Jacob, I'm let you take this away. Pittsburgh Steelers defense and their 20 points they scored me kept me in that game with Martino. The Steel Curtain, bless them. Uh, I mentioned the game that I had against Brad. I went into that game after Teddy Bridgewater shat all over the Superdome. Um, down 15.92 points, and the Steelers' defense delivered with 21 points. They had nine sacks of Andy Dalton. It, it just shows why the NFL is winning, because the game was, was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. It was 27-3. to There was not a moment of entertainment. Um, the, the entire offensive philosophy of the Steelers was to run the same two-inch pitch pass from Jalen Samuels to James Conner over and over and over again. Um, and and yet, uh, it was, I was thoroughly enthralled for the entirety of the game, watching Andy Dalton just repeatedly get punished and concussed um, on the field. And so, uh, cheers to the NFL for keeping me um, interested, and cheers to fantasy football. Thank you, Steelers defense, uh, for, for giving me that victory over Brad and salvaging my week. Yeah, um, thank you to them for giving me 20 points in that game. But honestly, I remember texting Jacob and just being like, that's it, you've got you've got to get this one right here or else it doesn't happen. And then the sack, was it, no, it was the interception? Yes, it was the, the interception, interception plus turnover on downs. And Greg Zerline just missed. <gasps> oh my God. Greg the leg just wow. missed. Wow. Wow. Wowzer. Wow. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to win this game already by knew one. That. Yeah, because you have already seen this. Um, here, quick question while this is up here: How many points does Gerald Everett have right now? Uh, so, looking. so so many. Would you like to know his oh, line right without now? looking, I'm going to guess that he had like 126 yards and six catches. Um, you know what? Well, he's got 18.7 points. Oh, he's up to 20.6 points now. He's seven. He has seven sevens for 136. Wow! Wow! So, what a yeah. game from Gerald. Yeah. And so going on to last week again, uh, we've got uh, not the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, thank you for changing your name based on the podcast. Update, you're still the Baltimore Ravens. Against, come on, man, shockingly enough, Adam won. Here's the thing about Adam's team right now. Um, the human buzzsaw has been turned off. Austin Eckler, we talked about this last podcast, yes. isn't going to be murdering us at will. Um, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's still going to be killing us, and James Conner might still be killing us. And um, Well... Well, but, here's here's the interesting thing about Austin Eckler. Um, if you were wondering what's going to happen in the backfield, um, I don't know. Uh, because Anthony Lynn said a few things this week. He said that Melvin Gordon will have the exact same role he had last year, but that Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson will both have major roles. Um, 
So that hey, uh, that I assume means that they plan on running the ball um, 45 times per game. I'm not a math major, but I am a math major, and I got a degree in math. Um, that doesn't add up. It makes no sense. If you have the same role and the same role, the role last year's weren't the same. Um, and I actually kind of feel bad for Tom here because we could have capitalized on Adam's week. Um, he had, um, where was it here? Uh, the Colts putting up two points. Tom Brady putting up 3.7. MVS putting up 7.7, but the issue is that, again, not the Baltimore Ravens played the Baltimore Ravens defense against the Browns, mm. and that just went backfired on all of them. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, yeah. So, Tom, uh, congratulations. You are not the Baltimore Ravens. Sure you aren't. We believe you. Um, our next game here um, is Team IR. Courtney Gabriel gets her first or her second W of the season. But her for, first, but first as team with IR. her last unit. Yeah. And so uh beat Andrew. That's tough, Andrew. Yeah. You got beat by by a hospital bed. Yeah. Um Buoy to Victory by Bob Woods. Thirteen for one sixty four. And and Devontae Parker had seventeen fantasy points. Which is really good that, you know, uh Robert Woods oh. here got to uh And the Pats go D off. helped twenty seven fantasy yeah, points. Yeah, that really did help. <laughs> I know. Um, good week from Robert Woods there. Brandon Cooks did some things, and then he did not do yeah, some Brandon things this Cooks week. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is now dead. Yeah. Um, Dontrell Inman, who's now on the IR, is uh, doing things for Coco. So Coco, Former Toronto Argonaut. Toronto, yeah. Um, yeah, so Coco uh, obviously had to piece together her roster, but she still got that W. Um, yeah, I feel bad for uh, Andrew here. I think Adam Thielen, man just wants the ball. Do you know how many yards he had last week? Uh, I believe that he had seven. Six. Had six. six yards. He was a wide receiver one. He had over 100 yards for the first eight games last season. Throw him the ball. Minnesota, what are you doing? Yo, I don't think they're hooked on a Thielen, so that's just... A... They just can't fight this Thielen anymore. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, no... This was a should have been a closer game than it was, but when your top end players don't show up, unfortunately, good things aren't going to happen. So, uh, Andrew, I feel a bit bad for you, but yeah, if you want if you want to trade Adam Thielen, I know a guy who wants him. His name is Austin. Is the, speaking of trades, of, of actual football trades, Stephon Diggs apparently wants to trade. What would you give up if you were a real NFL team for Stephon Diggs, and what team do you think would most benefit from his presence? I would trade a third and a fifth, and hope he doesn't go crazy. <laughs> See, I, I am <laughs> maybe maybe less because he's probably not as good as uh, as Antonio Brown supposedly was. And, oh, that's all it cost. But so that's because I, Mike I Tomlin give, knew. I'm I, as, as a Colts fan, um, I I would give up well virtually anything, uh, including um, my my dignity, uh, my firstborn child, um, uh, my hopes of Elizabeth Warren becoming president, and pretty much anything. <laughs> Um, for Stefan Diggs, um, I would give up an early second, and and the Colts own the Redskins' second round pick, so we have an early second, um, and I would give that up for Stefan Diggs, one hundred percent. Jacob, would you wear this hat for the rest of your life, every single day, to be able to have Stefan Diggs play for the Colts? I I would wear that hat on my foot. No, you'd wear that on, on your head. head. I'd wear it on. I'd wear it on anywhere. I'd I'd wear that hat on my on my dick. <laughs> I'd wear I'd wear anything for Stefan Diggs. I, I I could give up clothing actually for Stefan Diggs. He's such a good route runner. I just posted the photo in the group, so uh, you'll understand later. Okay. Um, I you really would wear that every day for Stefan Diggs. I'd I wear that every day for Stefan wow. Diggs. 
crazy. Um, yeah, no, so I think Stefan Diggs moving could change a lot of things. Um, definitely a low candidate if you actually believe he's going to get moved. Um, our next game here was the... Well, the tank bull is on. The tank for two is real for Trevor here. Uh, Kieran's team put up 213 points, leading the league in scoring this week, um, murdering Trevor's team by almost 80 points. Um, yeah, having Kieran in your division is really terrifying. Nick Chubb, 40 points, 165 yards. Just gross. Mike Evans, you know, when uh, when the score is 55-40, you tend to go off. He had... Uh, Hooper, 22 points. Did you know Austin Hooper is actually good at football? Austin Hooper's great. I don't believe it, but yeah. Like, it feels gross, but... On the note of Chubb and Evans, um, we're going to get some intra-league play here. Mm-hmm. In my league, I traded Nick Chubb and Mike Evans and Terry McLaurin to Austin for Alvin Kamara and Christian... Uh, sorry, Alvin Kamara and Cooper Cup. And I would love you all to let us know in the comments... Who won that trade? Again, that's Alvin Kamara and Cooper Cup for um, Mike, Evans, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, and Nick Chubb. Yeah, uh, I'm one and three in that league. I need a little bit of luck to get out of there. Uh, it's been a rough. It's been a rough start. Uh, too many Antonio Brown shares, really. Um, yeah, so Kieran's team is looking scary. A lot of really nice pieces on this team. Um, he's got a lot of. He's got some depth. He's got some young guys. Got some old guys. It's a really good team, uh, and really Trevor, man. Stop smoking weed, pay a bit more attention to football, and continue to tank for Tua, because you got some nice young pieces in here, but really, there's a few pieces you're going to have to sell off to have a chance, because, uh, yeah, you don't want to be rebuilding forever. I mean, it doesn't help that your quarterbacks have been injured forever, but, yeah. Any other matchups? Uh, last matchup was oh, the Game of the, the Week. Un- oh, yeah, right. Game of the, the Week last week. And Lindsay. Lindsay came. I thought this game was going to be close. Uh, also, can we just point out that we both picked Trevor to potentially beat Kieran, and then Kieran went out and point, put up the biggest point you total of the week? On. Like, thanks for taking we offense to what we were saying. Um, yeah, uh, Sid kept this game close. She only lost by 21. Um, Deshaun Watson really undid her there. Like, yeah. what's up with that Texans offense? Well, weirdly, they're great on the road this year, yeah. <laughs> and they've been horrid at home. I, I don't know. I think the entire Texans offense actually is a pretty decent buy-low right now. I think they'll get this stuff figured out, personally. Um, uh, not the backfield, though. I wouldn't touch either Hyde or Duke Johnson. Well, and I think Hopkins, Watkins, Fuller are all buy-lows right now. Sorry, I'd like to clarify. This is Sid and Chris's team. Chris would like to not be forgotten this week. Right. Shout Hi, out Chris. Chris. Shout out to Chris. Um, just Mike so you Ross. all know, uh, Mike Ross, his, uh, the yearbooks came out. His grade 12 quote was, quote, pass the chooch. <laughs> I have photo evidence. I will post it in the group tomorrow. <laughs> Man, I couldn't believe they got it passed and got it in the Reaver Nation. But, um, yeah, Deshaun Watson needs to pick it up. Uh, I'd also, they'd also like me to issue a formal apology. Spending $88 on Wayne Gallman might not have been a terrible idea. I mean, Saquon might come back this week or next week, so then it'll look a little silly. But he put up 27.8 points. Like, that's great. I understand spending your money there. It's great. A rough week to have Tyler Lockett not go off, especially with what he's done this week. Um, yeah, so really, I think Sid's team is better than we give her credit for, um, but that Chicago Bears defense is looking better and better every week. They're not looking like it's something fun to play against. I don't want to play any player against them. 
her team is going to be interesting to, once we see how quickly Bartley comes back, which yeah. apparently is going to be very quickly. She also... And, and to see what kind of role Gordon has. Yeah, because Melvin Gordon is about to be unleashed on us all from her team, so I can see Sid picking up wins with that. On the flip side, Lindsay's team here, Will Disley. That's the pick of the... That is, that's the pick oh. of the draft. 21st round. Yeah, no. I... Uh, yeah, no, having him picked in the 21st round, you look at the picks that you were around there, and you just get pissed off because it's... Uh, the fact that he snagged him in the last round, how good he's been. Um, yeah, no, and he's also got Dalvin Cook, who's been a chance of his own. I still think he's going to yeah. end up the year with the most rushing cards in the league. So. I think he'll probably end up the year on injured reserve. Want <laughs> <laughs> to water bet that? Injured or not injured at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll water bet this, that Dalvin Cook will not be in anyone's lineup in week 14 of the fantasy football playoffs. Or Sounds week great. one of the fantasy football playoffs, week 14 of the season. It will be Alexander Madison, RB1. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, that's our weekly recap there. Uh, we're going to move on to the power rankings. Um, since we talked about everyone last week, we're just going to talk about a few changes here. So, uh, in first place, we still have Mr. Adam Pollock of the Come On Mans. Fuck uh, you, Adam. Yeah, no. You Fuck know you. Hey, guess I'm what? I'm playing you this week, bitch. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> and guess what? You also took an L last week. Go Saints, go. Um, I can't wait to watch the Cowboys lose again because it's my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, and Dak Prescott's terrible. Just kidding, I have him in another league. He's okay. Um, but I hope he does terribly this week again. Um, so yeah, moral of the story, Adam's team's great. I don't know why. Here's actually the real question about Adam. Who was stupid enough to let me invite him two days before the draft when we had someone drop out? We're literally just potentially giving him money. Well, his team was, was drafted while playing soccer. Yeah. <laughs> um... Is he so, just that much better at fantasy than all of us are? Yeah, he, he's he's uh, he's doing well. He's yet to lose in either of the leagues that we have. He's combined 8-0. Um, it's extremely aggravating. And uh, again, Adam, I'm taking you down this week. You're going to be 4 and fucking one Yeah. Uh, in second, moving up a spot, uh, Lindsay. Uh, I think that's a big product of beating an undefeated Sid uh, and also holding the division lead in a very tough division here. Um, he had one loss to me. Uh, in week one, uh, and past that he's looked great. He's up there for points scored. I actually believe he's he's about point one points behind Kieran. Um, but yeah, he is uh, third in points scored by point one of a point. No, he's fourth. Something like that. Yeah, he's fourth. He's but been scoring a lot of points. He's within twenty points of the top, so he's been a t- consistent top scorer here. Uh, in third, moving up one spot, uh, is the not Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, no, Tom's team, based on Fantasy Pros, which is a site that both Jacob and I use a they lot. They have number one. They have him number one. Um, we kind of see it, but we kind of don't. Um, again, he's got half the Ravens roster, but there's some great pieces in here. He's got um, the Walrus. I'm the Walrus. Goo Goo Gachu. Yeah, I think is. Uh, I'm, I'm actually getting more and more impressed with this team. I think he probably has the second best roster in the league, personally. Um, Hopkins. Cop Marquise Brown is going to break out any day now. His tight end situation is unbelievable. I think getting Emmanuel Sanders was a really awesome trade. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Tom's team a lot. And uh, Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. you got to get rid of Cousins, dude. Cousins sucks. Yeah, no. Cousins is... I could probably play quarterback better than he does. Uh, right now, he's actually in um, a big game this week up against... Huge game. Um, who we have... Uh, sorry, not number four. Uh, number four, we have Kieran. Kieran just passed... Um, actually, Lindsay, with that big performance last week, he's now the second highest scoring, t- or sorry, third highest scoring team in the league, um, at 664.2 points for the season. Um, and yeah, he's got it. He's got a terrifyingly good team here as well. 
um, moving up that one spot. Um, he's got Heron Johnson on by this week. That'll affect him a little bit, but um, you know, Baker, Nick Chubb, carry on, Mark Andrews, um, Sutton, Hussett, all young guys hoop. that'll be good. Um, and as I was talking about earlier, sitting on his bench, and if you want to trade him to me, uh, is a young man named Ronald Jones. So feel free to trade him over here, and you'll have a trade in your inbox by tomorrow morning before this is posted. Um, at five, um, moving up two spots from seven to five, even with her loss, is Sid. Um, I think there's a lot of positives on Sid's team. Saquon being out, and is, the news came out today that he's already running around, he's playing around at practice. There's a 1% chance he plays this week. I doubt that happens strongly. But even if he, that, but even if he comes freak. back next week, like Sid's got Saquon coming off an injury, and he, she's got Melvin Gordon coming back. If Melvin's even, what, 80% of what he is last year, even 75%, Sid's team becomes extremely scary and not one you want to mess with when it comes to play playoffs if, he, if they all get that far. The girl still needs receivers. Uh, I'm not sold on her team, but I got 74 points last week, so no one should listen to me. Yeah, no, so she's doing something right. Sorry, Sid and Chris. And Chris. Chris, uh, they make team decisions together. Uh, and Chris, uh, if anybody needs a, a dab pen, I know a guy. Yep. Right. It's good. You've had it. You've experienced I have it firsthand. I played softball with that. Hit a couple homers with it. It's great. Good yeah, stuff. It's good love. So um, yeah. So Sid and Chris, you're at number five. Number six, moving up two spots from eight to six, is Marty's. Um, Daniel Jones is the goat. Too um, low. Too low. Too low. Yeah, Way too low. He should be should be up higher. Marty's crushing it. He's got AJ Brown who converts every single target into a touchdown. He's got LaShawn McCoy who has a lot of touchdown regression. He's got the greatest quarterback in the league, Daniel Jones. He's got the second greatest quarterback in the league, Pat Mahomes. Um, his running back situation is uh, is dire. Uh, I'm not a big on Philip Lindsay. I think Royce Freeman is the better back in that field right now. But uh, honestly, Marty is looking great. The Cooper Godwin pairing at the top is here's, money right now. Here's the issue I have with Marty's team, and I think it might be a little bit of experience. Uh, do you know anybody who's rostering three defenses? That's literally the most ridiculous thing I've ever. He's heard got in my life. three defenses. He has um, <laughs> a lot of high upside guys: Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, and LaShawn McCoy right now, who has been very solid but is very banged up. Philip Lindsay, all those guys can go boomer bust. He's starting Noah Fant at tight end, so when he hits, yeah, his lineup's good. But it's it's. Uh... This is now actually the second straight week though that Marty is rostering a player who's been cut. So thanks for listening to us and cutting Josh Doxson. But here's a fun thing about sleeper. So with Benny Fowler, if you scroll down, it says he's on a buy, uh, but he's not on a buy. He's just unemployed. Yeah. Um, he's he's been cut. So I know. I know you you're drop really, him. I know you're really happy because he was a giant. He's no longer a giant. You <coughs> keep him. Uh, you can cut him, you fucking homer. Yeah, go pick a different giant up just yeah. so you're happy. Um, yeah, so uh, Marty somehow has moved up to six while still being ridiculously hilarious at football. Uh, at number seven, uh, Jacob has fallen from the second to seventh. That's what happens when you put up 75 points. I would like it noted that Fantasy Pro still has me tied for second in the rest of season standings. Yeah, but um, when you only put up 75 points, and I get that with OBJ being bad and Lev Bell being on by, but yeah, no, I had to, I had to drop him. Wizard. He was he was ranked twelfth in my personal ones because that's what he said he wanted to be ranked. Um, a lot of positive pieces on this, but OJ Howard. Uh, OJ Howard sucks. Um, yeah, he's just I actually can't even explain it. Um, such an incredible disappointment. I still think in Dynasty that he will eventually pay off one day, but that might not be this year. Yeah. 
Andy Dalton is your second quarterback. That leaves me a bit concerned. And Andy Dalton was doing very well until last week. He's in a high speed offense. He's gonna he's he's gonna have a big bounce back week this week against Arizona. I mean against Arizona, sure. But did you watch that Monday night game? Do you remember how happy you were because the Steelers dominated? Cordy Glenn is still coming back from a concussion. He should be back in a couple weeks. He'll have his blind side protected. It's all gonna be fine. It's too bad he can't aim a pass on his uh, not blind side. So. Uh, at number eight, moving up from ten to eight is Brad. Uh, he's got a two and two record here. Um, picked up that win in the toilet bowl game. Um, a lot of things on his team need to break the right way. He's got Alvin Kamara, which helps a lot. That's uh, Diggs. Diggs playing well could really help him. Kittle not being on bye would help him. Uh, he is starting this week. It looks like Auden Tate. Yeah. You know what? Um, got him from Tom. You got him from Tom. We're going to talk about that in a trade, but uh, yeah, paid a lot of money for him, and then. Uh, yeah, traded him off, I guess. So Frank Gore's old. He's playing Chase Daniel at quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of things this week that kind of leave. Well, at least the Bears him. have a real quarterback now. Yeah, 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 hey now, Mitch Trubisky is the best running quarterback you've ever seen in your life. Uh, no, I've I just watched Lamar Jackson actually. <laughs> um, at number nine is myself. I moved down from number five to number nine. Tyreek Hill, please heal up, please, please, like just just think positive thoughts for Tyreek Hill. I really need him back. Um, you know what? We're off to a great start this week with Chris Carson putting up almost 20 points and DK Metcalf getting a touchdown, um, even though I tilt about people who shouldn't really be getting touchdowns. Shout out to DK. Um, but, yeah, when you're starting Paris Campbell and Deontay Johnson and hoping one of them does well, it's definitely stressful. Um, that Antonio Pound pick's killing me. But, yeah, if Terry comes back, I like my chances. Uh, the next few weeks, got a couple favorable matchups, and I'm going to climb these power rankings again. I believe in myself. Uh, Andrew falls from 9 to 10 um, on the back of losing to Team IR. Yeah. Um, we, Inexcusable. I originally had him down at 11 and moving Coco up, but I just I can't justify how many injuries Coco's had um, to make it. Um, Adam Thielen playing better is going to help lost you out. Just too. Yeah, just lost. Oh. Adam Thielen playing better will help a lot, but uh, overall, Jameson, um, yeah, your team's not bad. Um, but it might be time to start looking at Tua and the class of 2020 because you're going to need things to turn around here real quick. Uh, in 11, Coco staying at 11. Um, and she's got the sleeper, or sorry, she's got everyone on the IR. Um, it's it's kind of bad. Like, she's got she's got nice pieces. Just, you can't play, unless it's a zombie bowl, she's kind of screwed. Yeah. Like, not a lot to add there. Um, and then we got blowing four. Trevor, uh, there's nothing here. No. Uh, T.Y. is hurt. Shepard has Golden Tate coming back. Freeman I like, but not as an R, not not as an RB one. Oh, he's got Mixon, who sucks. Mm. Uh, Robbie Anderson, his quarterbacks are really good. Prescott yeah, so if you're really good quarterback, if you're looking to uh, make a run for the playoffs this year, uh, go talk to Trevor. Sell some picks. Uh, hopefully he can do well enough to, in the uh, the toilet bowl playoffs to avoid wearing a clown suit. But past that, yeah, I know he's already starting to look at next year. It hasn't been the season he wanted from the beginning, but uh, he's still staying positive uh, and staying high at the same time. So that's really good to hear. Yeah. Trevor, I hope your knee heals up. I, I know you had a knee injury at work, and I hope the weed helps. So we're going to talk a bit about waivers here now. Um, I actually realized I didn't crack my beer before this, so I'm going to crack my beer quick. That's a good choice. That's I'm going to get a beer. Okay, we're going to take a two-second pause to crack a beer. Um, this podcast is not presented by Bud Light Apple. Bud Light Apple. For when you want to drink a beer, 
but you also want to drink something girly and you don't want your friends to bully you. Bud Light Apple. Hashtag not a sponsor. So Jacob, what are we drinking today? I'm drinking um, a leather, lovely local brew, which is the Little Brown Jug 1919. Um, let me take one sip here. Was this uh, presented to you by uh, at Dan from Asper and his Little Brown Jug connections through a uh, drink with Jim and Dan? No, it was presented by, um, uh, by the Manitoba Liquor Commission um, and uh, I believe a fee of about $3.40. Mm-hmm. Um, what you get here is you get notes of, of a caramel-ish tone. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's an amber feel to the beer. Um, you taste uh, a wheat, uh, barley, hops, um, and and subtle notes of I think alcohol. Uh, it's a it's a good beer. You drink it. Awesome. Well, thank you for that description. Uh, as we all know, Not Jacob, podcast. Jacob is a big fan of alcohols of all sa- shapes, sizes, and styles. Um, so if you need any alcohol advice, probably call Jacob. Um, so yeah, looking at the waivers, there were a few a uh, few things that came to mind. I think we're going to start with Auden Tate here. Uh, there were five bids on him, um, you know, ranging from zero to twelve dollars. Jacob, you put in a twelve dollar bid. I put in a twelve dollar bid. How did you How did you feel when you submitted that? I thought I was one hundred percent going to get him. Yeah, and did you feel like you <laughs> overpaid a little? I I, I the twelve dollar bid I thought was an overpay. I think the twenty five dollar bid is an egregious. Overpay. Yeah. So uh, some some guy. Uh, named Tom uh, decided to bid on a Cincinnati Bengal, which doesn't make sense because that's not a Baltimore Raven. That's true. Actually, in fact, it's someone in the division. It so, is weird. He, yeah. he, I guess that's why he traded him. He probably thought it was a Baltimore Raven. He quickly realized that it was not a Baltimore Raven, and he, he realized that he had made an incorrect choice. Yeah, exactly. He thought this was the new random wide receiver that uh, Lamar Jackson was throwing to. But then again, I thought Tom knew the roster off by heart. Uh, That's true. Tom, Come if on, you Tom. could if you could comment on who wears number fifty three on the Baltimore Ravens when you listen to the podcast. Well, I know who doesn't wear fifty six anymore. Tim Williams, you've been cut, yeah. and uh, Tom, you were wrong about him. Yeah. So if you could let us know in the notes uh, in the comment section who wears fifty three without looking it up, I'll be quite impressed. But yeah, twenty five dollars on a one maybe two week. I don't think I know that one. Uh, AJ Green's going to be back. Is Ty Bowser fifty three? Don't give him the Don't give him the answer. I want to see if he can get it. Yeah, but it's, it would be cooler if I could get it. I don't, know. I don't even give a shit about the Ravens. Ah, oh, Bowser's 54. Fuck. Tommy already knew that. Yeah. Uh, he was probably already swearing before you said the name. So, yeah. Um, $25. AJ Green's what? Back in two, three weeks? Yeah, Maybe. Probably. And you're spending $25 on that? That's that's a lot of fab being spent right there. Um, and then you moved him, which we'll talk about in a second in this Tradosaurus Rex. But, yeah, no, $25 is a lot. Uh, Chase Daniels for $20. Bucks. Um, was hoping to get him myself for a little bit cheaper. I think I bid... Excuse me, 11, because I have Matt Stafford on a buy. You know what, that's a fair amount in a super flex. And then Jacob wants to give me some shit, so I bid $7 on the Philadelphia Eagles. That is so unquestionably the worst waiver wire ad ever. Um, first of all, spending seven waiver wire dollars on a defense is absolutely egregious. Okay, counter-argument. The have you seen the Jets play? You don't even know that Darnold isn't going to play. Have you seen the Jets with Darnold? They're perfectly fine. But have you actually watched a game? So here's 
So here's the Eagles' upcoming schedule. It's a one-week defense. The next oh, week, hundred percent. Next week they play at Minnesota on the road, who they don't pass the ball, so you can't get sacks, you can't get picks because they pass it four times a game. Even if you wanted to use them against Minnesota, the next week they're at Dallas. You're definitely not using them there. So you're paying seven dollars for a one-week defense stream, and this was like the best streaming week of defense of the year. I wouldn't even put the Eagles as my number one defensive streamer this week. I think the Titans are a better defensive play against Matt Barkley. You have the Bills in that same game going against Marcus Mariota. Are I wouldn't put them ahead of the Eagles, but they're definitely comparable. You have uh, the Panthers, home against Jacksonville is a good defense play. That San Francisco, home against Cleveland is a good defense play. There were so many great defensive streamers this week spending $7 on one of them. You could have gotten the Titans for $1. So here's the deal. Um, in a dynasty league like this, having so much fab... You could have got the Eagles um, for $1. Yeah, having so much fab. Um, if I want someone, I'm not afraid to pay for them because there's only going to be so many players available that I really want. Um, and so uh, I had no problem paying a little bit more because I figured someone would pay that dollar. But B, it's the Eagles, it's me, and I'm going to pay $7 to make sure I have my team. Because that way I can watch that game. Because last week in Jacob's League, I made a poor choice. Do you know who I started at defense last week? I started Green Bay. Oh, I started Green Bay and Dynasty. Yeah, and guess who the Green Bay was playing? The Eagles. So I sat there the entire game being like, go Eagles, and no, just not, don't go that much. Throw a few picks, maybe fumble the ball, but win the game. So this week I can sit down, watch the Jets, and cheer for everything. And so it might have cost me $7, but it was $7 I knew I'd for sure get my team. So we're going to find out, because in all three of my leagues that are for money, I have the Titans defense this week. So I am all in on the Matt Barkley interception experience. I'm expecting 20-plus points of the Titans D. So This is this is going to be, actually, this is I'm, I'm going to water bet you right I now. I was going to say. Titans D against Eagles D. Let's do this. That's one big handshake right there. Because if Darnold plays, I, and this is, this is regardless, because both of them have quarterback questions, both the Bills and the, the Jets, and I think both are a good play regardless of who, what quarterback plays. But if Darnold plays against, against Eagles... I, I think they're putting up 20-plus, and Darnold's not going to throw a pick. Here's the thing. I think that... Eagles, your Eagles your secondary Dar- is non-existent. Darnold's worried about a couple of other things. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but he's not going to be focused as much on throwing the ball when he's trying not to die. And so uh, Le'Veon Bell has been the only weapon on that offense at all. So if they shut him down, they win the game easily and can pitch this under 10 points. Plus, I think they can force a few turnovers in there. They're hungry. They played well against the Packers. Like, really well. I was surprised with how beat up we are, the fact that we won that game. But, yeah, overall, you know what? I'm fine with that. That Tennessee defense is scary. Um, I probably uh, should have put a little bit on them, too. But, um, in the end, the you can't, you can't not go wrong with a homer pick now and then. Just now and then. We're not Matt like Tom. Barkley. <laughs> Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley's a great quarterback. <laughs> Who did he used to play for again? USC. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't he great there? No. Nice. He got Lane Kiffin fired. Um, yeah, a couple other ones here. Adam Pollock picking up Jimmy Graham for $0. I think that's a great steal. Solid steal. Right. I we have t- to play against him this yeah, week. Yeah, we had to. Uh, we joked about him being a corpse last week. Turns out when Devontae Adams goes down, that corpse does a lot of things. He's a red zone threat. Yeah. Um, Jacob with that Dawson Knox pickup again. Yeah, I got um, him back. I had to make sure to get Daryl Henderson from Brad. And then um, eventually I felt like after a zero reception game for this, Second consecutive week, it was time to drop Deion Kane. Um, yeah. So, got him back. Uh, and then Jacob, of course, getting the Titans defense for $0. Uh, 
Um, and then you later put on a six dollar bid on that one, by the way, just in case you couldn't get the Eagles. Yeah, I did. I made sure I got one or the other. Uh, and then the Panthers went for two dollars. Tom had them for one, so maybe it's three dollars minimum to get the defense you want guaranteed. Um, and yeah, this uh, Willie Sneed pickup. Sure, I guess when you've got nobody except people I mean, on IR. I mean, if you're comparing Willie Sneed to Bilal Powell, I guess. Yeah, I guess Willie that's fair. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of the waiver wire roundup uh, and me defending my Eagles pick. So, uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to move on here now to our uh, prehistoric segment. We call it Tradosaurus Rex. Yeah, and um, similar to the dinosaurs, this trade was basically non existent. Um, the, the trade was uh, Duke Johnson and Emmanuel Sanders for a literal dinosaur, um, Frank Gorosops. <laughs> um, and uh, Tyrell Williams and Auden Tate and um, my initial reaction to this trade is that uh, I don't care uh, here, so there are two the... legitimate starters in this trade Emmanuel Sanders and Tyrell Williams Emmanuel Sanders is better than Tyrell Williams um, before, but... you, before you go any further yeah. name every player in that trade that's a top 15 player that's their position so far this season Okay, well, just let me start. Okay, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Go check. If Emmanuel Sanders isn't top 15, he's top 20. And same thing with Tyrell Williams. That was the part that shocked me the most, is when I went and actually looked at those players, they're both doing phenomenally well in PPR. Well, Tyrell Williams has massive touchdown regression coming. Yeah. He scored in, on, in literally every single game. Yeah. On a shit team. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing, is if you're the number one, you're the number one, and Emmanuel Sanders is... The only reason the Broncos have been close in two games. He's going out there and he's making plays. And so I think from a dynasty standpoint, this is a move that um, Tom makes to win now. Because Emmanuel Sanders has only got a few years left in him, really. Whereas Brad got a really great up-and-coming piece in Frank Gore. Oh, man. Well, Tyrell Williams (laughs) will be... One of the big pieces in <laughs> Oakland for quite a while, I think. I think so. Uh, and like, why do you spend $25, Tom? Why would you spend $25 on a not on a division rivals you player? You spent $36 on Gardner Minshew to trade him for Marquise Lee. And then cut Marquise Lee. <laughs> Shut up. I had made terrible decisions. I don't know why I traded Gardner Minshew. Was there not more in that trade? You, no. It was just a straight-up trade. You spent $36 for Gardner Minshew, and the next day you traded him for Marquise Lee. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. You treat Fab like I treat actual money at a Joey Keniston. <laughs> For those of you that uh, went to U of M, you'll understand that Joe Ken is a terrible place to be. But Marquise I spend my Lee. own money irresponsibly at Joey Keniston. I uh, spend the students' money. I'd like to see the receipts. I don't believe it. Can I get an audit? Is anybody know where Karen Bachelor is? Do you have an audit? <laughs> um, update. Marquise, Carly Moist. <laughs> Mar- yeah, Carly. <laughs> um, Marquise Lee, could, uh, would you like to know where he'd be found right now? Uh, probably on the waiver wire. He is on the waiver wire right now. You've got Adam Humphreys for him. Yeah. So, uh... Why did you pick up Adam Humphreys? I don't know. He sucks, dude. He's he's got some PPR value. Really, this week I'm trying to find someone to play. Um, but yeah, no, Emmanuel Sanders going to be a good piece. I, there's rumors he's going to get traded, uh, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing for his value right now. So I don't really think there is a winner or loser of this trade. Uh, the loser is probably sleeper app for having to report it. Oh, it was one for one. Who did I trade with? Trevor. Oh, Trevor, I gave you a great trade, and then that's the only trade you've won this season when you've made it with me, I think. So uh, every other one has tilted Jacob beyond belief, Yeah. which is why we got you a new co-owner. Trevor, I just sent you some trades. 
In which league? In the dynasty one. Trevor, I'm offering you a million picks for a running back. Give me one of your running back. Trevor, if you happen to be listening to this and you're not too high, yeah, check your trades. Um, yeah, so overall, I'd uh, say that trade uh, only loser is sleeper for having to report it, and the only winner is uh, I guess, us for talking about it. I think something. I like Tom side better, but I really don't like Duke Johnson because Duke Johnson only gets on the field when his team is playing bad, and I prefer running backs who get on the field when their team is playing good. So yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, so uh, we're going to quickly look ahead at next week um, to, before we wrap it up here. Um, so this week we've got, uh, I mean, the games have already technically started. Well, let's do but, a quick game of the week and then some run down some quick yeah. picks here. So our quick game of the week, um, we'll pick them as we go. We had Tom versus Marty. Tom's already gotten off to a blistering start of the Thursday night football game um, with, uh, as Cooper it Cup. Cooper Cup scored. Had 17 20, targets. Yeah, 17 targets. 117 yards. Awesome to me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Marty, you know what? I was rooting for you, but i got to go with Tom in this game. I think if Marty comes back and wins this game, he moves up the power rankings huge and might be in number two position for me if he can win that game. Yeah, I like Tom this week. Yeah, I like Tom this week. Uh, at top, we got... Marquise Brown's going to break out one of these days. Yeah. Um, we've got me versus Courtney versus Team IR. Again, Chris Carson, DK Metcalf have already had huge games Thursday night. I'm going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be close. I can beat a bed frame. I'm not Andrew Jameson. Yeah, Cooks and Woods not done. That didn't really do enough. Uh, it's looking like you got a good shot here. Yep. Second game we got Jacob against Adam. Jacob, do you think you have a shot against the buzzsaw? Um, I mean, if I'm looking at this through an evidence-based lens, uh, no. But uh, if I'm looking at this through an irrational Leafs fan sports confidence perspective, the Leafs are on pace. You, fuck Leafs. you, Adam. Here's what's going to happen. Andy Dalton facing the Cardinals. That sounds like a guaranteed 24 points. He's going to have three touchdowns. Mike Williams, probably going to play. We're going to have Chris Harris wrapping up Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, guaranteed touchdown regression candidate here, 20 points. Curtis Samuel going against Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey seems relatively disinterested. Seems seems like he doesn't want to play there. So, obviously, he's going to get 30 points. Uh, Nicole Hardman, my Colts are a tire fire. 30 points. O.J. Howard uh, sucks. Um, <laughs> Maybe two o points. Odell Beckham, fuck you, Richard Sherman. He's getting 25 points. Point is, it's, it's not going to be close. I'm going to win this. Um, my team's going to put their dick on the line. They're going to put their heart on the line. They're going to put their soul on the line. Uh, yeah, they're going to get roasted. I'm just going to destroy me. Your actual realistic path to success, and by the way, the Leafs are on pace to go 82-0 and 0 and have uh, 164 right. points. We even so. beat a real NHL team that has jerseys and everything. Yeah, right? I mean... I think I could have beaten the Senders, but that's a, that's a story for another podcast. Um, James Conner's doubtful. I think that's your path to success here. And maybe Eckler Keenan, is an afterthought. Yeah, and maybe. Keenan and Allen um, is going to get shadowed the whole yep. game, yep. and Eckler's an afterthought, I agree. And so the only one I'm really worried about on his side is Larry Fitzgerald. He's playing Jimmy Graham at tight end. That's a corpse. That's really legitimately just a walking corpse. And Devontae Freeman could get injured at any point. I, I think my best shot is that I, I very much see trigger potential where, let's say, the Chargers have a really good game and Mike Williams gets, like, two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler get zero. And yeah. then Adam starts throwing shit, and then yeah. I win, and I would love that. In other words, we're both picking Adam to win. Um, our next game here is Andrew Jameson against Brad Henderson. Uh, Jameson's got an early lead here. He's scheduled a 64% chance to win. Um, I think this game's going to be very close. Um... Waiting for it to load here. Yeah, he's already got almost 19 points from Todd Gurley. That's a great start. Um, you know, looking at this game, I think if Diggs... I'm going to take Brad, I think. I think if Diggs plays, he's going to play well. I think the squeaky wheel gets the grease here. Uh, he has a good game. Kittle's going to have a good game against Cleveland. 
Alden Tate, or Tate is going to be really good with uh, no AJ Green, no John Ross. And so, yeah, I've got Brad winning that one. I think I do two, but that's also based off of not being sure if Josh Allen is going to play or not. Mm -hmm. If Allen plays, then I probably would lean towards Andrew because Todd Gurley's already off to a really strong start. But um, otherwise, without knowing that, I think I'm probably leaning towards Brad. Plus, Chase Daniel over Mitch Trubisky is just a wonderful upgrade for Brad's team. So, final suggestion, you're taking, get a call it right now, just Josh Allen play? Uh, yes, because he's go only has one stage left to clear, so I'm picking Andrew. Alright, so our next game, uh, we got Trevor against Sid. Uh, this game's a little closer than it should be. Uh, right now, but Sid had 32 points already this morning or this evening. Uh, I guess that's off Tyler Lockett and Jared Goff. Uh, Tyler Lockett a little bit disappointing tonight based off projections. Uh, he had one carry to go minus eight yards, the one you freaked out about. Um, past that, he went. He only had four receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. But he had the prettiest touchdown. Of all that time. was disgusting. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I think I think I've got Sid in that because I don't see how Trevor. But if Trevor's gonna win a game, this might be it. Corey Davis is going to score zero points this week, 100%. I will actually be shocked if he catches the ball. Tredavious White is going to be draped all over him. Um, yeah, I'm picking Sid. Yeah, and then our last game here, if I'm not mistaken, is Kieran and Lindsay. Uh, this game looks like it's over before it even started. Done. We couldn't figure this out. Turn up the light. The party's Kieran over. shocked everyone last week, so I can see Kieran coming back in this. I'm going to take Lindsay nope. to win. Lindsay got Will Disley to get 12.8 points already. Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson for 30. Big deck performance. And Kieran played the Seahawks defense against the Rams. I don't know if that was the best decision he could have made. Really All the stupid defenses decision. out of there. Yeah, really bad. Um, but yeah, um, I've got Lindsay winning this, but Kieran has surprised us before. Kieran, get your act together. Don't 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 mess around playing Seahawks defense against the Rams. What is this? You're better than this. You're better than this. You are way better than this. Come on, you're so, an yeah. upper student. So those are our picks for this week. Uh, and so uh, last week I didn't. Can we disagree on any did. games. Yeah, oh, we disagree Brad, on one. Brad, Brad, Brad Andrew. Andrew game. Okay. Yeah. Leaving you, Andrew. So, uh, Go Red Sox. We had our weekly water bet between the Titans and Eagles. Yeah. Uh, is there any other one you want to throw out there that you thought of? While we were yeah, I'm going to throw out one more. Yeah. Our trade from the other league this week. I am willing to bet you. That Cooper Cup, who has already played and played very well, yeah. that Cooper Cup and Alvin Kamara cumulatively combined for more points than Terry McLaurin, um, Mike Evans, and Nick Chubb. You get a whole extra player. You know what? I'm going to take that because I get the extra player. I think uh, Nick Chubb has a great week. He's going to go off again. That offense is starting to click. Uh, and Jamie Winston's going to throw the ball, maybe, hopefully. <coughs> Hopefully. <coughs> Sorry, I have the plague. Um, this podcast, not sponsored by uh, Buckley's. What Jacob no. really needs to take. Beer. It tastes great and it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, we got two segments here. Uh, first off, if you've gotten this far, uh, I just wanted to make a small announcement. I'll be sending more details afterwards. But there's been a bit of a talk between a couple of us that this is going to be official. Uh, we're looking to do an end-of-season wind-up. Uh, this windup will take place in the great state of Minnesota, don't you know? Um, so myself, Sid, Jacob, our friend Carly Moist, that most of you are know, are going to go down to Minneapolis. Carly? Shout out Carly. I'm going to send you this, and hopefully you listen to this. I doubt you will. Order. But, uh, yeah, she audits our league. She makes sure our finances are in order and everything is good. 
Um, she's also my co-owner in Jacob's League because she's learning about football. But yeah, so the four of us are for sure going down to Minnesota. We're going to leave December 28th, come back on January 1st. The Vikings play on the 29th. Um, you're only going to need one and a half holiday days if you're working. If you're in school, you're on break. Um, but yeah, uh, we're talking about that. The Vikings play the Bears. It's going to be week 17. Found some tickets for, I mean, cheapish for an NFL game. Um, the We're going to get a giant Airbnb. Um, take Bunch a of strippers. <laughs> questionable on the strippers. Um, it depends how drunk she, uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence because she hit me if she was awake right now. <laughs> and, and for reference, the strippers will all have to dress like Gardner Minshew. Oh, never mind. I'm in. Um, yeah, so uh, the Vikings play on Sunday. Um, Monday, the Timberwolves play. If anybody wants to check it out, you can get nosebleed tickets for about 20 bucks. Um, but I'm a big T-Wolves fan, so I'm going to check that out. And then on Wednesday, the reason we're staying so long, it's New Year's Eve. The Leafs play the Wild. I know a bunch of Le- we've got a bunch of Leafs fans in this league. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and take down one or two cars, try and get as many people as possible. We get like a big Airbnb rent house, bring out anyone. So yeah, this is kind of your first info about it. If that's something you think you'd be interested in, shoot me a message. Um, we'll give you a bit more details and we'll talk about it as we get closer. But yeah, I just wanted to toss that out there. Uh, it'd be nice to have the trophy out there with us, hand it out to whoever wins it. Hashtag not Adam Pollock. Um, Fuck you, Adam. Yeah, and so obviously significant others and stuff would be invited. We can we can talk about the details later, but just want to toss that out there that at least the four of us are going, uh, and I know there's a couple others that have expressed interest. So we'll make it as cheap as possible for those of you that are broke like me and Jacob. Yep. And Sid and Carly, really. Yep. But the yeah. students of the University of Manitoba want to pay me more. Uh, yeah. That would be great. But I don't think there's any reason. Then I'll even pay for the Gardner Minshew stripper. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody wants to pay you more for Umsu. You guys are doing a terrible job. Like, look at Frost. You, lo- you lost Lil Nas X. Like, come on. You only threw the best Frost ever. Yeah. All right. So uh, Sleeping Beauty just, so woke, just woke up next up. to us yeah. as we wrap up the podcast here. Uh, so we're going to end things off here with Jacob's rant of the week. Jacob's got a really interesting uh, thing here to end it off. And, uh, yeah, Jacob, take it away. Yeah, my rant this week... Um... <laughs> Last week I talked about the need to make running backs great again, and today I'm going to pull a page out of the uh, Doug, uh, sorry, I'm going to pull a page out of the Dan Dockage playbook and talk about all these pussy athletes out there. Started out there with Andrew Luck, um, who what, retired for his, his mental health and his physical health? Now, listen to the situation that we got to deal with, right? My rant of the week this week is on spleens, specifically Sam Darnold's spleen. Listen to this. He says, football's a crazy game. I want to make sure I'm safe, Darnold said, before adding that he doesn't want to die. Can you believe this guy? He's now talking about that he might not be able to play because they're trying to make a custom-made padding to guard his enlarged spleen for mono. You know, back in the day, first of all, if you had sex before marriage, we'd fucking shoot you. Right? You know you get mono? Sex. You know you don't get mono? not having sex. <laughs> Sam Darnold had sex, and now he has an enlarged spleen, and now he doesn't want to play football because of his sex-ridden spleen. So what I'm saying is, please, to all of the fine, upstanding, moral, maggot gentlemen out there across fantasy football, I want you to get your priorities fucking straight right now. I want you to never have sex, I want you to sacrifice your spleen, and I want you to help me win my fantasy football league by putting your life, your spleen, and your dick at risk. Come on, Sam. Get on the fucking field. Woo! That's Jacob's rant of the week. Uh, as someone who's had mono, uh, shout out uh, the Umsu campaign of 20... 2014? 
26th. Whenever J- Adam, whenever you won, I made a poor choice that night and got mono. Yeah. That was great. But, nine uh, votes, Adam. Nine votes. Way I challenged go. every one of them. <laughs> yeah, you still did a great job, though. But, uh, yeah, no, as someone who's had mono, I uh, never was worried about my spleen. Jacob pointed out I wasn't a pro football player. But you know what? It was really hard walking through well, the you halls. you already have padding. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I was kind of skinny then. Kind of. But, uh, yeah, no, never was worried about that. Was more worried about breathing and was totally fine after two weeks. So, uh, yes, I'm trying to step it up. Awesome. Come on, dude. Well, that wraps up episode two of the Frozen Dunder Dynasty podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this. I uh, kept it nice and short at just over an hour. Um, yeah, we enjoyed yeah, talking about it. Yeah, target was 45 minutes. But to be fair, we spent 10 minutes talking about a game that you all already know the result of. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah we hope you guys enjoy this. Yeah. Have a great go week. Go see ya. Uh, and Coco, I hope your team gets more injured. We hope you guys are getting hard to get injured. So, clear eyes. Full hearts. Count those.